Okay, welcome to the next episode of the Sensational Podcast. We have titled this podcast, You Bet Your Life. And the reason we did that is because we have invited some semi-professional sports gamblers onto the show to get their idea and get their take on what sports betting is like for them. It's it's a huge, huge, huge industry. Uh, people from all over the world can do it, especially now with you know online gambling. The last decade has absolutely taken over. You know, you don't have to go to Vegas or you don't have to go to Atlantic City anymore to place bets. You can you can do it right from your phone or from any app. So what we're going to talk about tonight is what that experience is like, how they manage to win or lose, and how each one affects them personally. I'm sure winning and losing affects them very, very differently, especially their wallet. Uh, so right now I'll introduce, I got three guys on. I've got Andrew. And I've got Pat Simpson, and I've got my good friend Tez on here. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the show. And uh, we're going to dive in, and we're going to see how you guys manage this gambling lifestyle you have. All right. Sounds good. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, guys. Yeah, Chris, I want I want to I want to fix your uh, semi pro thing already because you start <laughs> you start with violence. So I got to I gotta come back a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm a pro at this shit now. You're a pro at this shit now. <laughs> OK, let's go. Like I said before, before we turn on the record, Tez is so much of a pro at sports gambling. He has decided that betting on tennis is a good idea. So I'm going to start right there. Tez, why do you bet on tennis? OK, so. The whole start, I, I got to gotta start from the beginning because it it, it, it started with that, you know, uh, less than a year ago, I didn't even, I just started gambling with the, the sports and the apps and things like that. I seen them doing it for years on the app and I felt like I had some little extra money to play around with. I just never understood it. So I had a couple of people break it down to me and I did the, you know, the footballs, you know, the little small things that I understood. And then I seen somebody tweet one day and they said that if you bet the the better odds of tennis, that you, you'll you probably win it. And I did it a 10, 10 team parlay and won 200 bucks off of 10 bucks. And it was just like, all right, I'm fucking addicted now. You know what I mean? That's what got me on the tennis thing. So I actually haven't bet it in months, but still. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll, I just wanted to get that question out of the way first. So talk to me real quick about what your all three of you uh and we'll go we'll go through a round table we'll just do it alphabetically so we'll go andrew and then pat and then tez um talk to me about your experience as to why you initially kind of got on social media and and when i say social media i'm i'm more directing it towards twitter uh and and what that experience has kind of led to for you as far as interaction and and meeting people and then we'll turn that right into how the how that came with gambling also with sports gambling sounds good andrew um yeah so i got mostly on twitter i got hooked up in college i was working at lid at the time and i had a lot of downtime it wasn't that busy so i'd always go on my phone and i wanted a way to um to keep up with sports and stuff so i got on twitter back in like 2008 and it was mostly Gator Twitter. This was when uh, Hova was just tweeting like a regular person. <laughs> before he, before he got hooked days. up. This was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, between sports, news, and jokes, I got hooked on it. And, Pat, what, how about yourself? Um, I, joined, yeah, I joined social media in general in 2008. But Twitter specifically, I joined in 2011 while I was in the Army. Um, one of my bunk mates was always on it because, like, the way Twitter was at the beginning, it was like people were literally talking about what they did, like going to the mall, going to the store, tying my shoes, taking my kid to the store. Like, it was weird. Like, people are literally just talking about what they're doing every day. But for some reason, I guess I was fascinated with it. And then there was also the aspect of when you get news on Facebook, Twitter already saw it like two days ago. So I like to tell my friends about something that happened, and they're like, we already knew that. So basically I joined Twitter specifically just because it was just at that time, like you had like Facebook and before you had MySpace where you could kind of follow a celebrity, but it's not like they responded or anything. But then you have the aspect of Twitter where like you can at like Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow or somebody and you, depending on how active that person is, they actually legit will respond to you. And that was what really took it to the next level. That was really 
the only app that did that did that to where I could literally like even at Steve Spurrier and he responds like that's really what got me into it. Yeah. How about yourself, Tess? Uh, well, I like Pat, I started around the 2010, 2011 era and it was it was more of the I had Facebook since it started, since Facebook started. And it was kind of the transition of, oh, no, my parents, my fucking uncles, my aunts and everybody is on Facebook now. <laughs> Let me go somewhere else. So and uh, like he said, it, it was more of the news getting out faster, just seeing things and being able to talk to coaches and see the recruiting. It was just at a different aspect of things. And. <laughs> not being having to read a fucking article after five, seven days. And you seen the shit on Twitter, you know, a week before that, you know what I mean? So it, it yeah. all started with the whole, like uh, a combination of the Facebook and the sports thing. So. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty common for all the guests that I've had to, to say that like, it really was the news and the availability of like the instantaneous sports news and, and regular news. Like, and then the interactions kind of came after that, where you started to make friends or you started to follow a group of people. So it's a lot of fun for everybody to do that. It can get a little goofy, get a little crazy, yeah. but it's also it's also still fun. You know, it, it's 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 enjoyable almost to the point where it becomes a hobby. So and into that, let's talk about what motivated you or started you getting involved in with sports gambling. Like, where was that moment where you said, oh, I, I really want to do this. And were you into, were you into sports gambling before it kind of came online, but before it was online, is it something that you've always been interested in uh, or something recent to say, wow, people are making money or they're winning, or it looks like fun to me. Sometimes it looks very stressful, but it, <laughs> that's with anything when you're dealing with money and, and gambling. So Andrew, how did you kind of first dive into that? Yeah, so I got hooked uh, from a friend that I grew up with. He was always dragging me to the casinos and stuff. He was kind of an addict back then in high school. He was addicted to it. You know, he'd stop at the ATM, take out a couple hundred bucks, and we'd go to the casino. But I was always the one taking like 20, making small bets and slowly just building it up. And then from there on, I just I got hooked on it myself. But I wasn't, you know, outlandish with it. I wasn't going crazy. Um I just stay consistent and it's fun. It makes it more enjoyable, at least for me, you know, cause there are some games or some sports that I really don't want to watch or take interest in. Um, but it does give it a little bit more of a excitement factor to it. And Pat, how about you? Um, I got into sports gambling. It was probably about three, three and a half years ago. Um, D mill actually got me into sports gambling. On board. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out that boy D mill. Um, Bless your heart. Pat. Bless your heart. He used to post like his tickets and he was winning like a grand or something. I was like, well, shoot. And at that time, like I was just getting into my actual career. I was like, I could use the extra money. So that's really what I got into it for was to make a little bit of extra side money. But he was the one teaching me about all that. Then um, eventually I kind of, went off did my own thing and then now like I said here in Tennessee it, I was doing it I mean five dollar bets ten dollar bets it wasn't until this past year when it became legal in Tennessee when it got FanDuel and DraftKings that's when I really like really got invested into it because there's just so much more options on FanDuel as Andrew knows there's just yeah. you can parlay about anything like anything you can think of it you can parlay on FanDuel so once that actually became an option I, that's when I started you know, look up in the best a little bit more. Yeah. Tez? See, mine is more of a, a rookie thing for me. Like I said, I've been doing this for less than a year now. And, of course, I'm addicted. You know, I talk about the shit every fucking day on the Twitter. But um, I can't remember the first guy that put me on because it, it, it was on Twitter. But uh, Pierre uh, kind of taught me most of the game on it. And, of course, these fellas here, uh, especially Pat, kind of put me on a certain things and, uh, you know, just taught me the different game of, uh, of of what I should do and pick this and that. And the certain bets that I was making, it was just kind of dumb at first. And I've always had that rule at first when I first started, which I love, was the not having to go over $10 on a bet because losing $10 is like going to the gas station today. You know what I mean? So, and I fucking do that every day. So, you know, it was, it was 
it was easy to see them make it. But the first time that it that made me want to bet was was Walt on Twitter uh, posted a I think it was either a grand or it was either a grand or fifteen hundred that he bet on one ticket and he won it. And it was just like, is it that easy? Is it really that easy? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I'm just sitting there. I got extra money to play with it. Can I make me an extra grand to pay a bill or two? You know what I mean? So and uh, of course. That's how they get you in gambling. You hit your first fucking time. You know what yep. I mean? And that's yep. that's how you get it. And, and I hit my first hundred bucks and was like, if it was this easy, I could do this every time. And of course, I've lost some big ones, too. So it's not always yeah. like that. Do you find like you're like if you get that big win or like if you find one big win that you made a bet on that you're just you're kind of seemingly chasing that big win all the time because you know there's another one out there like that like you said that's how they drag you in they pull you in by like okay i won this time and maybe i won a ten dollar bet and i won a couple hundred maybe the next ten dollar bet i put on i could win 500 maybe the yeah. next one i could win a thousand I feel like you're always chasing that next big win even though there might be a string of losses in between that you just kind of mentally forget are even there because you're so focused on chasing the next win. These fucking apps, they 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 know how to scheme you. And I, I'm the biggest schemer of schemes. It's STL, it's the scheme of schemes, so you know this shit. <laughs> and my first bet ever was like a fucking starting running back getting over 10 plus yards rushing. And it was just like easy money, you know what I mean? But they know how to get you in like that. And they and, and those type of bets, that, that's how they bring you in. And just like the fan duel, I think I've seen a couple of them posting, you know, just offering you 50 bucks just to, you know, bet Matthew Stafford throws a touchdown. That's going to fucking happen every game. You know what I mean? So it, 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 they know how to get you in there. Yeah. And that's probably some of the draw, too, is that you, you find these kind of like easier bets where you think, oh, this is an easy win. This is an easy win. Does that guys like lead you into, okay, maybe I can make this bet a little harder next time. And it's not the running back that could get 50 yards or does quarterback a throw for a touchdown this game. You start to sort of escalate to say, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. Now I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper and try the harder bets. Cause I can make more money. Yeah. I yeah. have to do that from time to time. I usually try to stay away from like the big names, like an NBA, you can, you know, bet on Steph Curry to get over three threes in a game, you know, that's pretty much money. But if you do some of the lesser name guys and maybe they go over 15 points or hit maybe over two and a half, you know, you never know. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. I was going to say for at least for me, some of the luck I've had, the big thing is when you hit a lot of easy bets, what you do is you try to combine them into a parlay. So you hit Derrick Henry rushing yards easy. Then you hit, Matt Stafford touchdown easily. So then you put them all into a parlay because you keep hitting them. And then Derrick Henry sprains his ankle in the first play and doesn't hit his yards. And then there's always like one that just completely screws you over. <laughs> Vegas <laughs> knows, Pat. Vegas fucking knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the parlays that'll get you because if you, as soon as you lose that first one, you want to run it back mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. You'll, you'll even make, you know, the, the same bets that you didn't miss on yet and put them in there, but add a new one. You just want to immediately run that parlay back. So explain to me like I'm five, because as far as sports gambling, I am. What What is a parlay? Anyone? Hop in. It's basically, like I said, if you make one bet, like if you bet on Florida to win, that's a single bet. And then anything over one is basically a parlay. And that means basically – it's all or nothing. So if you bet on Florida to win by itself and you they win, then you're good. But if you bet on Florida to win and you bet on how and Ohio State to win, but one of those loses, then you get zero dollars, whatever. So like I said, especially what happened last night, you can put together oh like ten different bets. I know nine of them hit like super two of mine. Two. One doesn't hit and all that works for nothing. You got zero dollars. Yeah, so perfect example, like Chris. A, I fucking had a parlay yesterday that was fucking seven teams. Uh, f- who was it? Who was it, Pat? That lost last night. Kansas first half. That and uh, that, Texas. 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 That's who it was. I had. So imagine, Chris, you looking at it as okay. 
I got seven games on there, six of them won already. So it's easy money now at this point. It's like, all right, Kansas is going to finish this shit. And I look up at the fucking TV and they're fucking losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but Vegas always knows, man. Yeah, they know. They house, house always wins at some point. Like I see, I see a lot of these where like betting the simple stuff, like things that I know is like betting the spread or or betting like that and it's easy but it seems like there's a lot of times where man that spread really just screws you up like 10 and a half and they win by 10 or win by 11 on the other side and you just it seems like you're right Tez. It's like they always seem to know something that we don't i guess that's why you know that's like there was a running joke that's that's why there's billion dollar hotels in las vegas they're not building those because they're losing the money they're building those because they're winning your money. Period. Oh, yeah, they they know. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's fun watching games live and seeing just shady, sneaky shit going on. You're like, yep, Vegas. Somebody <laughs> made the call. Somebody <laughs> made the call. So here's the funny thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reference I'm gonna reference your boy Pierre on this one, Tez, because this is this is Pierre's multiple tweet every time he loses a bet. He, this he shit is fixed. Everything is rigged. Like, I thought you was about to say what I've tweeted a couple of times. Well, I'm done with this shit. And, and Pat oh, is coming up under the damn tweet. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll be logging in online in an hour. Like, yeah, you lose man. the one o'clock football game, you lose the bet, and then you're done with gambling forever. But then you log back on for the 430 game, and you're already like, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota on this one. Like, that, that I'm going to give it up lasted about 10 minutes. Or you logged your ass in and bet again. <laughs> it's addictive, man. I'm telling you, it's that it's that it's that win that they give you that it's just like it, it's almost like because I got into gambling before the sports gambling. The I play blackjack yeah. all the time at the casino, and it's always the the win that brings you back. It's like I can do that shit again. You know what I mean? I can hit that again, yeah, and you, that's what brings you back. You get that little taste of victory. Mm-hmm. Because I I, yeah. I I don't I don't go offers every fucking day. So I hit something always. And it's like those wins be like, all right, well, I could fucking hit tonight. And uh, to be honest with you, I think Florida's going to win, but I, I, I'm literally betting the spread on oral right now. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, they're not going to fucking beat them by nine. You know what I mean? Nine plus. So how much, I've seen that. How much, I've seen that too, Pat. How much research do you do before you make bets like that? Like how much research, or is it just sort of like, off the cuff where you look at or do you literally just sit down and look at odds and look at past games and, and do the research to do it? Or is it just kind of a gut feeling for you? And we'll go around the room. We'll start with Andrew. Yeah. See, I'm like Sam Rothstein with this shit. From casino. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> deep, deep research. I'm checking if it's football, I'm checking what's the wind looking like over there, the weather. I like to do extensive research, especially with uh, basketball too. Yeah, you know, I like to check the pace. You know, how, what's the pace these teams are moving against each other? Defense, things like that. How about you, Pat? How much goes into it, honestly? Um, uh, it depends on the bet. If it's just a small bet, I usually go on instinct. But if it's one of those where I know I'm about to put a big bag on it, I usually watch a, uh, a couple of YouTube episodes. Then I usually search the um, usually search the topic. It's like Oral Roberts. I'll like search on Twitter Oral Roberts negative nine just to see what the handy they call them handicappers like the the professionals that like put thousands every day. I just basically see what everybody else is doing, and then the app that me and Tez use it can show you um, like they're connected to all the big gambling apps. They can show you what everybody else is doing. So like if I see everybody is on Oral Roberts, then I usually go opposite, which they call fading the public, which I didn't used to do. Like all my like we have little different group chats and stuff on Twitter, and everybody be like, "Oh, this guy's best player is out hammer the other team," and never, ever, literally ever win. The thing, <laughs> I remember the uh, I think tennis the first time Tennessee played Florida, and they had like four players in basketball the uh, earlier in the season. Everybody was like, "Tennessee's about to blow them out," and then Florida won like seventy one forty nine. So always go, always basically try to go opposite of what the popular trends are. Yeah, Tez, how about you? What, what, See, my, what kind of goes into it? So my study is a little is 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 still rookieish. You know what I mean? And and I'm throwing money away sometimes, and I look at it as 
I need to get like those guys are doing because I've learned I bet a couple NBA games and they fucking announced LeBron is out an hour before the fucking game. It's like, I, you know, you made the bet the night before. You know what I mean? So I had to kind of learn, like, you just can't bet certain things until it's a waiting game. And um, it's, it's it's multiple things. I've learned a little bit. I've searched a lot. But my most of my research is on Twitter. Like, um, you'll go through my search right now. I can literally, you'll see first half five you. And I'll search that just to see who's picking that. You know what I mean? Or second half doing this and that. And uh, I just I, I don't pick based on that. I just kind of see who's doing what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you wait for those 12? Do you wait for those 1230 injury reports in the NFL <laughs> on Sundays before you do it? Like because I mean, I, that to me would be stressful, like the level of of placing the bet like on a Thursday or a Friday night or a Saturday and you're. 30 minutes before the game that you really want to bet. And all of a sudden, you know, one of the top players is out and you're starting to scramble to say, well, what, you know, what, what am I going to do? How, what's that level of stress when you get that news release that a player is out and you're like scrambling to figure out what you're going to do next? Like, how do you, how do you sort of handle that? The first thing I do is see if I can fucking cash out. If I can't yeah, cash, out, cash out, then you just like, fuck it. Which cash out, Chris is meaning that, if you made a bet earlier, sometimes, not all the times, and I and I think it's better on their end, but Provada, uh, they, you know, they have cash outs most of the time, but not all the time. Like I made a fucking $30, $35 bet on Illinois this morning. And of course, the day that they fucking do this shit, they don't have a cash out for me. So it is what it is. Sometimes it is, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Pat, how do you deal with that? What, I mean, what's, your, yeah. what's your stress level on that? I mean, this past year, like I said, two years, when I first got into gambling, not that I was like doing great, but I was overall I was doing pretty good. But this past year with COVID and the contact tracing has just been miserable. Because there's no yeah. injury report, but like two minutes before tip off, they're like, Kevin Durant's out for contact tracing. I mean, there's no nothing you can do about it. So, like I said, I try to cash out. If not, basically, they call it hedging so like if i have fifty dollars on the nets i'll just throw 50 on whoever they're playing just to equal it out that's usually what i end up doing yeah. but yeah this past year the stress levels has just been crazy because you just never know what the COVID stuff andrew what's what's that like for you when when those injury reports come out like how do you how, how do you handle that well it really depends on the bag you know how much i put on it like the other night i had bet on uh brooklyn i can't remember who they were playing but about, you know, maybe 30 minutes before the game, they announced Kyrie was out with his groin. Now, Brooklyn still won, but I was sweating a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least for me, it depends on how much I put down. Do you, do you feel also uh, as far as, as when you make bets? I myself, I don't, I don't place bets on my favorite teams. Because I, I feel like I can't be objective. I don't bet on anything Florida, any sport, anything, anytime, because there's no objectivity for me. Um, how do you handle that? Do you bet on your favorite teams? Is it something that you enjoy or do you try to stay away from it because you feel like you can't be objective or you pass the point of that with sports gambling that there is no objective or not objective? It's what's the bet? What's the odds? And is it a winnable bet? Andrew? Uh, I do try to stay away from that. Um, you know, when I don't bet on the Bulls, they win. So I haven't touched them. The Bulls, the Bulls, are, uh, they've been winning, so I stay away from them. I did bet against Florida tonight. I took Oral plus eight and a half. I just don't – I don't like those points against Florida. They're just – they're too up and down. But I, I do try to stay away from betting on my teams. Yeah. Patrick, how about yourself? You bet on those Titans or or what? I mean, my um, originally when I first got into it, that was like my number one rule. But I've kind of kind of pushed that away after the Todd Grantham error because <laughs> my round is like the over is 46, and I know the other teams are going to score 30. Like, I'm not rooting for it to happen, but I know for a fact it's going to happen. So in my mind, I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and get this free money. So I basically kind of changed my mind on that with this past football season. I tried yeah. – not to bet like the actual win loss. Like I said, I also have War Roberts covering. So I hope we, I assume like if we win, it's going to come down to a final shot. So that way I don't have to sit and root for them to lose. So I wrote just bet the points. But my main thing is just betting on over unders, knowing the situation. 
Did you say Grantham Era or Error? Should have been kind of bold. Name, really, but E R A Era. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tez, how about you? Uh, what's what, what's that like for you as far as well, on your teams? The number one rule I was taught. The number one rule was to don't never bet on your, your favorite team because you're going to get too emotional attached to it. And uh, I, I went with that rule for a long time. I actually never bet it on my Gators. I've never bet it on, you know, the Rams, uh, things like that. But it, when it came to like small things like money lines, I'll throw that out there. You know, I'll do a couple of those, but I never do odds. But uh the more and more I've started getting into gambling, I've done it every once in a while, but not too much. I, I don't get too emotionally attached with with it if I don't do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I'd rather not because most of the time, all of us will say, we're going to fucking win that game. You know what I mean? No matter what. So and I, even Bama, you know, I, 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 I'm I going to say we're going to win until it fucking happens. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, and that's why I hate it because I'll throw 100 bucks on it and we fucking get blown out. So I'd rather not. <laughs> So, well, betting on the Rams seems extremely stressful. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And actually, it, it, it's gotten better because you got to think the years in the dome, man. I, I honestly, when they went to LA, we've been a whole different fucking franchise, to be honest with you. But um, yeah. I still, like I said, I, ra- I rarely do it, but it has to be one of those we play the fucking Bears, Chris. We play, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we play, you know, somebody I'm trash like the fucking Jags or somebody. I know they listening. <laughs> I'm about to give my wife the phone number and let her hear that recording right now. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> so yeah, let's hold on. Here's a little side story. So oh, we're at a ta- well, we're at a tailgate, right? And Tez is there. And I think it was the first time we ever met Tez. It was right. It was. Yeah. So Tez is there, and and um, Valen was there. Rico Suave on Twitter, if you know him, if you if you follow him. But Velo, Velo. So we're there, and we're talking, right? And obviously, my wife's from Chicago, and we're talking about sports. And Tez opens his mouth and says something derogatory about Chicago. <laughs> and my my wife about walked up on Tez like within two inches of his Okay, let, let me let me interrupt you. I got to tell you what I said because it wasn't that bad. It was it not bad that enough. bad. It's but bad look, enough. I, I guess hearing it from a, a, a Chicago woman's point of view, yes, maybe. But what I said was, I, so I went to college in Illinois and I know a lot of Chicago people and I dated a Chicago girl and I said, Chicago girls are a little on the rough side as far as like the way they talk, the way they, you know, they, they got that demeanor to them. It's almost like New York type of style and uh she she got she got pissed about it pretty quick you know what i mean so she got on my ass i'll tell you that i mean you're not you're not wrong tis i got you on I, I, and i wasn't and i wasn't saying it to you know I, it was more joking because we laughed at the end and gave each other hugs it was more of a right at that moment she gave me shit about it i'll tell you that <laughs> well but it was also from somebody from st louis which makes mm-hmm. a difference because it's mm-hmm. like you know, that's that's a little that was a little different. That was so funny. I, I, we laughed about that for a long time after the fact. I mean, still I think, to this day, I think Velo still scared of her. <laughs> I am. Every time I see a picture, I fucking close the damn picture. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it was so like almost back. mom grabbing shirt and was just like, who the yeah, fuck it was close to. so the i'll go back to one thing real quick um about the betting on your favorite teams it's going to sort of intertwine with like injury reports now how different how mad are you at like coach mullen who doesn't release anything injury and i know whether you do or you don't bet on florida college football is a little bit different because there isn't like that early injury report how do you overcome that with with college betting or you just kind of take it in stride because you figure different roster numbers you can unless it's a major major player obviously like what's the difference between that when you don't have that initial upfront knowledge from like an injury aspect and i'm not talking about covid because covid from 2020 is, is a whole different scenario with with the contract tasting, like like Patrick said, Andrew, what's what's kind of the difference between you 
with college and pro when you don't have those injury reports because they don't have to post anything. Right. Yeah, college obviously a little different. Um, like it depends on the team. You know, Bama, if they lose somebody, you know they're good. You know, they're three, four deep at every position, so you don't really have to worry about them. But if you've been on a team's like, you know, Northwestern or somebody, you know, then you kind of got to take into account. Yeah. Patrick, how, uh, does that make a difference for you or you just kind of go with it? I mean, no, honestly, oh, sorry, keep going, Andrew. Oh, no, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was going to say um, college, honestly, for me, it doesn't really make a huge difference. I mean, usually, like, if Texas plays Oklahoma, it's the total, like, for me, the total, I guess it also has to do with that. If I'm betting on who's going to win, I probably pay attention, but most of the time in college, I just bet totals. Like, I know if Texas plays Oklahoma or Florida plays Alabama, whatever it is, a couple of players isn't going to make that big of a difference. So, for me, like I said, unless, except for quarterback, like, if the starting quarterback goes out, that might be the only thing. But as far as linebackers, receivers, in college, the backups are usually – it's not that big of a drop-off. So, for me, it's not that big of a deal. Jazz? Yeah, same here. I, I mean, it's the same thing as those two guys. I mean, it's it's based on team, too, you know. Like, most of the time, you, you know, like you said, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, those teams, you know. Fuck, even, you know, when uh, Trevor Lawrence was out. Like, did they look different? <laughs> Not really. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was that much of a dip. I mean, it was that much of a, a dip to not really worried about it. And that, that's why I said it's based on team for the most part with that type of bet. So especially yeah. in college. So what they with that said, let's just talk about because there's other shows that like on ESPN where they talk about bad beats um, and the, <laughs> the stress that kind of comes with that. And we'll, we'll go around the room again. I'll ask this first, and then we'll circle back and do a different, a different version. Andrew, what's the worst bet you ever made? What's the one bet you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that that happened. That just, that just literally puts you on the floor. Like how, how oh my God, man, honestly, I, I can't even remember. I've, I've had so many just soul crushing bets happen over the years. I, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't even th- I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Think, think of a recent one, I guess. Yeah, think of a recent one. Uh, or do you just try to put those aside? Like, I don't even want to remember those. I, I yeah, just I'd old. rather forget them. <laughs> I, and honestly, I haven't even had one in a while that I can remember. Patrick, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I've had so many. <laughs> So many that come in. So, I mean, we could go, me and Tez knows this about all yes. this. And the worst part is it's called the hook. So, like, if the spread is 12.5, that .5 is called the hook. And it gets you, like, almost every single time. Like, so I think the last one I had, um, USC was playing Oregon State. Oh, that was so tragic. The spread, the spread was 12. I, I bet Oregon State would lose by less than 12 and a half. And they were down by 12, like four seconds to go. And USC has the ball. No, 99.99%. Everybody else just dribbles it out. The dude from USC shoots a three, misses, so we're still good. But then the dude, dude gets the offensive rebound and lays it back in to win the win and cover the hook at like the last second. Like I said, the stuff was yeah. probably the most. How about re- you? How about you? Go ahead. How about you, Tez? So my probably worst bet as far as like in my eyes, because it was the most money I've ever fucking lost was definitely recent. And it was fucking McGregor fucking losing. And, and you know, everybody's telling me like, this is an easy win. Just throw it, just throw it in there. And everybody was saying it, you know, you don't blame just one person. You literally, everybody was putting (laughs) this bet on and I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw it all in there. I'm going to throw it all on it. And you know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Everybody knows exactly what happened. Are you in front of the TV like on that where where like say uh, an offense is going down the field and you have a touchdown or even a field goal where you have to where you can you win the spread and then they just sit on the ball like at the five yard line, like just kick me that fucking field goal. Like I just, it's two and a half. I need three. Give me the damn points. Like what's the, 
how much do you get yourself involved emotionally in the bet when that yeah. happens? Like, is it is it easy for you to put it aside and say, yeah, well, I just didn't win this one? Or like, are you on your hands and knees in front of the TV going, just don't fucking kneel on the ball. Like, give me the points. How does that how does that feel for you, Andrew? Oh, I get I get uh, nerve wracking, man. I, I'm walking around, pacing around my place. That was earlier today. I had um, Baylor over 72 and a half. And for the total, it was over 137. I was real nervous with the with the money <laughs> I put on that game. And I think they only got it by like one or two points. And Pat? Yeah, um, for me, um, two things. It, it, if, it's a, if it's one single bet and I put a lot of money on, then I'll stress that one. Like, like I said, I went all in on – North Texas over Purdue. So that one I was into, but usually I do a lot of parlays. If it's the first game, I'm usually like whatever. But if you have like a five teamer in the first four one, then that fifth one that I know is all that's left, that one I'm literally standing up in front of the TV watching. Yeah. Yeah. Tez. So, you know, mine is like, it's a combination of both. And Andrew kind of called it a little earlier with the, you know, you got, um, you got you gonna certain teams that you look at and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna bet that and it's gonna be a guaranteed win. And it's like <laughs> sometimes you can't get that. And, and I always promise myself I'll never do it, you know, but it's it's a I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to really, you know, think about it and say that's what you're gonna do and that's what you're gonna look at, and that, that's how you're gonna look at it as. And it's hard to always do that sometimes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your what's your favorite sports to bet on? Like, what's the one that you feel the most comfortable or your favorite sport to bet on, Andrew? I like hockey. I have I have a pretty good hot streak with hockey. Um, obviously, I think that sports a lot of luck. You know, those guys are just you never know what the score can be. You know, if you're betting five and a half over, six and a half over, sometimes it goes way under. Sometimes it goes way higher. But I do like betting on hockey. Pat? Um, I would probably say recently I've been had a lot of sets with basketball because now that they have um, – now that we have DraftKings FanDuel, you can do more player props. So for me it's pretty easy to find. Like today, James Harden, I know, is going to hit his rebounds. Russell Westbrook usually hits his assists. But NBA is usually pretty good because they don't play any defense. So you can usually count on, like I said, James Harden, Kevin Durant, those type of people to hit their props every single day. But before that, when I was back on Bovada, I actually had a lot of success with tennis because <laughs> the, 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 the spreads, like tennis, especially mainly women's tennis, because mm. well, for some reason, like the favorites win just about. They all. don't lose. Yeah, they don't lose at all. <laughs> So as, as bad as it sounds, it sounds like you're a crazy gambler. Women's tennis, the favorite, almost and women's college basketball, the favorites in those sports win just about every time. And watch, and watch, watch, I got to say something. Watch people listen. They're going to fucking do it, and they're going to lose. They're going to no. fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how it is, man. <laughs> I know it. But uh, my favorite, definitely, my most confident is football because that's what I did. I mean, I. That's what I know, and it's that's the most confident I am with putting on something. But yeah. uh, the most success I've actually had was with college basketball. Um, and we, we, me and uh, Pat follow a Twitter account, uh, Two Pro Bets or whatever his name is, and uh, he's real big in the first half betting, and I love it. I, I really do love it because number one, you you either you know you're going to win or lose <laughs> before the game is even over. Yeah. And uh, it's an easier bet. It's a real easier bet. So, Well, it's the – it's gambling in itself is like is – a, is a bottom line business. It's a bottom line thing when you when you gamble. So it, it doesn't really even matter what sport it is, if it's a favorite sport or not a favorite sport because – the complete objective is at the end to make money. So it doesn't matter what sport it is. You don't really even have to like the sport to gamble on it. Like, right. I don't, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I don't see Pat sitting in front of the TV on the weekends watching five hours of women's tennis because he <laughs> loves women's tennis. Yes. 
But at the same time, you're going to bet that shit if you think you can win because that's the that's the that's the objective. Like with Andrew with hockey, he's like, and he might be a hockey fan or a big hockey fan. Nope, I don't watch any. Exactly, you don't watch any of it, but you know, <laughs> but you know that you can win. So you you put aside as far as gambling on something that you like as a sport or like to watch and be a spectator and get into, because the money is the thing. If you can you know, win, you're going to bet it. You know what I like doing more now, and that's going back to the stress level. I actually, and it's hard to say this because it, it, I don't see it. But I don't like watching sometimes. And it's like I like to go on the app and when the game's over and rather find out then than me watching it and fucking my heart's a broken at the end of the damn game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it and, feel uh, like it does it does it feel like it's easier to do that and not mm-hmm. watch it in real time while you have whatever level of bet you have on a particular game, is it easier just to open the app at the end and say, did I win or lose to lower your stress level of watching three hours of a football game or whatever sport that it is to say, I, I can't sit through this entire thing. Cause I'm going to go on this emotional roller coaster for hours. I'd rather just turn the game off, not watch it, watch something else. And I'll just open my app at the end and see if I won or lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's, it's always like that. Yeah, yeah. especially for me, it's, it's way better because, like, especially if I have, like, oh, like a football game over under and they don't score the first two minutes, I'm, like, pissed off <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, my God, I just was stupid guess. You know, they drive the game, even though it still ends up hitting. So, yeah, it's better. You're better off just checking at the end or else you will freak out for three hours. Andrew, Sometimes, how about you? Sometimes I just – I make the bet and I just put the phone away, man. I don't check them. Yeah. I like to wake up and, and get a little Christmas present sometimes, see what I got. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would be better that way. Just like the whole day worth of stress betting on like an NFL Sunday. Got a hey, one tennis game, for, tennis force you to do it, to be honest with you, because fuck, their game's at 2.30 a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. The matches are at 2.30 a.m. So they kind of force you to do that. Yep. All right, we'll follow, we'll follow up on one thing too. What was the we, we did the worst? What's the what's the what's your favorite bet that you made that you that you won? Like what's the what's the one that stands out if there is one that stands out that's like that's the best bet I ever made. Andrew? Definitely the Bucks Super Bowl. I got to yeah. say that's my mo- that's my best most recent one. You know, I don't think anybody really gave him a shot. Obviously, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, Mahomes is Mahomes, but yeah, I would say the Bucks won most recently. How about you, Patrick, future Buccaneer fan? <laughs> um, I would probably probably the one so there's been a couple. There's like there's been some big upsets that I'm kind of proud of. But the bet that was always most memorable, at least recently. Um, like I said, me and Tez are both on this app and so we can see what each other's betting. And especially early on in the college basketball season, he would do like 12 team crazy parlays. And I would just always watch <laughs> And he finally one. I was like, all right. One day I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this bet that he got. And it actually ended up hitting. And it was like plus 2,100 odds or something crazy like that. But um, that's probably one of my favorite ones just because he does it like every single day. So I was like, I'm just going to try this. But usually mine are like three, no more than four teamers. That one was like a 13 team or something crazy and ended up hitting. So that's probably my favorite one recently. Tez, how about you? So Pat kind of called it right there, but it was before I even got on the app is one, one of my favorite ones because um, like he said, I, every day when college basketball started, and I think I was kind of doing it during college football too, but I uh, that's why I love Provada a lot because uh, a lot of these other sites, see, I'm in the state where it's still kind of illegal. So I got to do, you know, the the providers, the my bookies, the things like that. And yeah. uh, certain sites don't let you bet like that. And provider lets you put, you know, 12 team bets together. And so I just randomly one day. And of course, that's how they get you in. They I put a 12 team bet in and fucking hit. You know what I mean? And it was like 500 bucks. And I'm like, all right, I can put five, ten dollars a day in and do that. So as he as you can see, like Pat, will tell you. And one thing I'm starting to learn now, and it's, it's my biggest mistake right now, is putting the same team in different parlays. And that's what loses me a lot is because 
I'll put a fucking Illinois on three parlays and they fucking lost today. You know what I mean? It's like I, I've so learned that, to stop doing that. So that means like you lost all three parlays then. Yes, if correct. You the same team. So yeah. like one team, one team can completely ruin your gambling day. So you stay away from putting that same team and you just mix different parlays with different teams because like I would be mad at that one team forever mm-hmm. for ruining my one day. Mm-hmm. Like that would be just, I would think that would be just awful. And it's crazy because the 12 team parlay is not even the best win I've ever had. It's just my favorite because it's like when I posted those, I didn't know how rare it is to hit that and to see people commenting on it, telling you like that shit never happens. You know what I mean? And I've done it like, as you guys can tell, I posted it what five, seven times now where I've fucking just hit those. And of course, Pat follows it the first time and we fucking hit, you know what I mean? So it was just crazy. It was crazy, but yeah, it's it's good to win those type of bets. So since we're since we're recording this and we're we're in the the second round of the NCAA tournament right now while we're while we're recording, um, we'll go from the top again and we'll follow. If you had to, if you had to put money on somebody right now that who's going to win the NCAA title in basketball, uh, who would it be? Who would you throw all your money on right at this minute, Andrew? I'm riding with Baylor. I like Baylor a lot. They did look good today, man. Yeah, they, they're fast. Yeah. They can score. Defense is good. I really like what I'm seeing from Baylor right now. Okay. Patrick? If we would have recorded this at 11, I would have said Illinois. <laughs> 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 yeah, Illinois, I had a, a, a futures bet on Illinois to win it all. I was super confident in them. But now that they're gone, I would probably say Gonzaga. Just why I said, I mean, they played a 16 seed, but you're watching all these other games and teams, one seeds, two seeds, or winning by 10, 12. They come out winning by 45. They just, I don't, I mean, I, I think Baylor's the only one that could give them a game. But like I said, if, you, if I had to put money on one specific team, I'm just going to roll with Baylor just because their scoring is just crazy right now. Yeah. Tess? Uh, definitely Gazaga. I got three brackets and of all of them are Gazaga with somebody. It was either, you know, the uh, Illinois, it was a couple of I can't think of what the other side was, but I, I picked Gazaga already. Well, I already put my bet in for Gazaga to win. Um, so I'm going to go with that one. But uh, to be honest, it's not even based on what they just done in the tournament. I mean, I watched them all season and you got to score 80 to beat Gonzaga right now. You know what yeah, I mean? And how many college teams are doing that? So it's it's hard, but I mean, you got teams like Iowa who's getting hot right now, and fucking, I mean, you watching Syracuse who just went down, to, they're going down to West Virginia right now, but uh, they they fucking look good. So, um, I mean, it's multiple teams, but if I had to choose, it's definitely Gonzaga for sure. Yeah, if you had a if you had a futures bet right now, and you could log on, you could log on to your app and place that futures bet. What's 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 the over under for Florida football wins? In 2021. Oh, <laughs> right shit. now, right now at this time, with what we know, which is not a whole lot, what's your what do you think is gonna happen, Andrew? I, take I like, a second, take a second if you need to. No, I like I like over nine wins. Yeah. I do. I think I think we right. maybe win like 10. I think 10 is the, the highest that we'll win. I, I okay. think the defense would be better. I got a lot of faith in Emory. I think it's his time to to shine, um, I think the whole line will be straight, and the running game will pick up. So yeah, I'm at ten wins. Pat, how about you? I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You're making me think about Grantham right now. I'm <laughs> so angry. I'm gonna try not to think about that. I'm gonna. I would go with Andrew. I think the thing about Mullen is, no matter what you think about him. He's going to get you to nine or ten, like, which yeah. I know went eight and four, but it was a shorter season. But on the full 12-game season, I'm confident. Like I said, you, between Alabama, Georgia, LSU, he always ends up winning one of those. So I would say ten, but that would be the max. It would be lowest would be nine, highest would be ten. Tez, talk to me. What do you got? So – Shout out to the shout out to the TL because you know the first thing I always gotta say when we talk about fucking football is keep fucking Delance off the goddamn field. But um, <laughs> I just have to say it. I mean, I mean that's 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 gonna be a major factor. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about wins right now. Um, 
I'm going with them fellas. Nine, ten wins. I, of course, I'm always see. I, I hate me as a fan because I always I, I'm I'm the perfect guy. I'm always the we ain't losing until we fucking lose. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, but but to be realistic, nine, ten wins. Like it, Dan's not gonna have us on no shit list like that. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're always gonna be eight, nine, ten win guys regardless. So yeah, uh, but we'll we'll see. Do you feel like the? Do you feel like what happened with COVID, you know, into last year at this time we lost the, you know, we lost the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals, we lost the, the NCAA tournament, you know, we lost everything, spring football, even going into some of the seasons starting in the fall. Do you think that that sort of doing the sports? Did you pay more attention this year because you felt like you lost some things and it was like a, even more of a getaway because of COVID? Or because the seasons were different, shorter games, less games, abbreviated playoffs in, in all sports, basically, that there was less interest for you, Andrew? Yeah, I was definitely more invested this year um, just because, you know, we're so used to having sports every year, you know. And then this COVID thing came out of nowhere. And so, you know, for a brief minute there, we weren't even sure if we were going to have college football and all these other sports. So I definitely was way more invested this year than probably in the most in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Patrick. Um, I'm probably a minority, but going into it, I actually was less invested because I was watching baseball with no crowds and that was just terrible. Like, <laughs> I mean, just why it was so like, I was like, this ain't going to, it's just not going to work. But the fact that I was, that kind of upped my because I was gambling, but not that much. But it kind of helped me up my gambling because now it helped me get more into it. But without gambling, I would have. I don't think I really would have been into it at all because I love like having the speakers on, hearing the crowd, seeing the student section. Like that really was what get me. So sitting there watching games with complete silence, it was. Um, and that made me a little less interested. But said yeah. gambling, it helped. Tess. So I'm a little different. Like you guys know me, you see, I mean, you heard me on the TL all the time. It's just, I'm a fucking sports fanatic. Like that's just me. And I, I, I literally can watch anything and, and gambling just helped it even more because who would ever watch, you know, uh, fucking the Jags versus, you know, Miami at the time. I'm just giving an example. So I don't want people knocking me now. It's just like, who would have done that, you know, five, 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Like who would have been invested in that until betting came about? I wouldn't have, you know, and it just helped out more, but I, I, I watch sports regardless. So it always put me in a happy place, but you know, um, the COVID kind of made it, more so when they announced that things were getting canceled and shit like that, I was getting depressed. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the yeah. hell else I'm going to do? You know what I mean? Am I like, am I going to drink my fucking life away now? You know? So, yeah. well, and I'll, I'll reiterate something that Pat said, I think for me uh, personally, because I, I grew up a big baseball fan. It was my first sport and it was a different era. Like baseball was maybe the biggest sport at the time. Like I was a little kid in the seventies and even into the eighties, but Baseball was just the worst sport to watch with no crowd because there's so much downtime in that sport. You know, football, it's snap, it's run the play, it's boom, you're back to the line of scrimmage, snap, run the play. Basketball, obviously, is up and down the court, even hockey up and down the ice. But baseball is so segmented in the action that, like, watching it without a crowd was mm -hmm. it, it, it was almost undoable. Like, I, I watched almost no baseball up until – uh, you know, some of the playoffs and stuff just because of that. And I don't know how much of baseball fans you guys are, but that sport seemed to suffer so much mm -hmm. more than the other sports because of just the downtime and the action and just like literally sitting there listening to announcers talk about God knows what, because there was nothing. It was yeah. just nothing. It was silence. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because uh, growing up a Cards fan, I'm used to fucking, like, fans. If you don't see fans at a Cards game, it's like, you know, it's, it's something happened. You know what I mean? And it like, it, it could be a, you know, uh, uh, just spring training game, and you got people out there that's just, you know, it's packed. It's, it's $50 tickets for a spring training damn game. You know what I mean? So to see not see fans, it was really weird as a Cards fan, you know, so yeah. – 
for the for an Orioles fan like myself, it really wasn't much different. Because <laughs> 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 there's only like there's only like a thousand people in the stadium anyway, so it didn't really matter. We're so shitty. But I I just want to say um, we'll start to wrap it up a little bit. Um, you guys got any final thoughts on on gambling? We'll start like what anything that you can help people out or just a, just a shout out to like what, what really attracts you to it, Andrew? Um, (laughs) (laughs) take a shot, take a shot. Andrew. There's so many good (laughs) things I love about it. Uh, definitely take the, uh, uh, overs, take more overs. That's my advice. Yeah. Patrick? I would say, which I said, a lot of people, I know they, a lot of people hit up their DMs too. So people hit up my DMs. The number one thing I always say for new gamblers or beginning gamblers is only bet what you can afford. A lot of people out there, like they see the thousand dollar things and they're like, man, this could pay my bill, get me a new car. Like if that happens, that's nice, but don't go into it thinking you're going to be able to pay a bill and change your life. Go into it for fun. Only bet like you know, little extra money you have. That makes it way more enjoyable. Because I know, I know people that have literally like bet like they there's the term bet the mortgage, which is like a joke. But there's people out there that literally bet oh, the mortgage and like pay bills the next week. So that's my big thing. Go into it for fun. Start like I said. I know Tez did it a little bit. Five ten dollar bets. Don't go in there thinking that you're about to change your life over. Yeah, Tez, about about See, the same. No, see, these dudes lying to y'all. I'm going to tell y'all the fucking truth. I'm going to tell y'all last the truth. Y'all got to get in there. And if you, what I'm going to tell you, my first advice is it, don't get into it. Because once you get into it, you're stuck into it. Yeah. Like, it's because you can say you're quitting. You can give, I, I've taken weeks off. You know what I mean? But that's all you fucking think about when those weeks are off, too. You're like, fuck, I can get on this app and do it. Um, because it gets addicting. You know what I mean? It gets that, that addicting feeling like even if you losing five, ten dollars, it's still addicting. You know what I mean? It's it's more fun to be able to watch it knowing you got money on the line to be able to watch that game or do this yeah. and do that. But if I had to give advice, you know, it's definitely never bet over, you know, to start off, never bet over ten dollars. That's how that's what I was taught. Never bet over 10 bucks on anything and to always be, you know, bet on confidence and not what other people saying. You know, you can get your advice off of people. Uh, Me and Pat, you know, I've talked to Andrew a couple of times, you know, Pierre, all those people. We talk, but I don't base my decisions based on what they telling me either. You know what I mean? So you got to have your own opinion because it's your fucking money. You know what I mean? So and that's what a lot of people, I think, make the mistake on. And I see a lot on Twitter with those accounts where they look at Twitter accounts and say, Oh, we can bet this, bet this, bet this. Hey, fuck, you lose your money. It ain't their fault that you did that shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I had to learn that the hard way. So and I don't I even like really like that advice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel like if you do give advice that somehow it's gonna come back to you? Like yeah. they'll bla- yeah. like they'll blame you. Like, oh, yeah, easily. like Andrew, like Andrew, you told me to make this bet on the bulls and yeah. it didn't pay out. Man, what mm-hmm. you know, what the hell are you telling me? Like, I I wouldn't want that stress. I would just be a complete disclaimer, like don't ask me for gambling advice personally, because I don't want to be the person that you come back to when you don't win this bet. Like, right. I, I think I jinxed myself imagine. a lot too. I jinxed myself a lot. And I, and you know, jinxing is just a, you know, uh, just a thing, but I, I feel like in my mind, you know, jinxing is a, a fucking thing that I believe in. And it's like, once I say something, once I put it on something and I tell the TL that a perfect example today, and I do it all the time. I even put in parentheses, they should, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it should hit, but uh, we, we all know that once you, you know, you kind of share your advice with certain people and uh, it's going to bite you in the fucking ass regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I like what Pat said too, because we have a hard rock casino in Tampa, which is like a 30, 40 minute drive for me. And we've gone a couple of times, but I take a certain amount of cash with me. And if I gamble that cash, then I'm done for the night. Like if I lose that, say I take a hundred dollars and if I lose that hundred, then I'm 
I'll sit and watch the watch TV and wait for everybody else to finish. Like I don't go to the ATM and draw out more money. But the flip side of that is if I do bring that hundred dollars and I win more, I immediately take a hundred dollars out of my winnings. I put it in my wallet and say to myself, I'm not walking out of here with less than I came in with. Mm -hmm. So that hundred goes back in the bank basically. And whatever I've won, I'll gamble it whether I, come out of the end with more or less or, but I know that I'm not going home with anything less than at hundred if I win. So like when you're, that's how I view gambling, but I mean, I'm, I'm a scared gambler, so I don't want to, cause I don't, I don't pay that much attention to the details of it. Like you guys do. So, and it's different with casino bets and sports gambling. You can't really do that, you know, as far as walking into casino and doing that, but that's how I look at it. Like I, I'm not going to go home with less than I came with, but if I do, I'm done. Like the eight, the, the, the debit card is not coming out to with, keep withdrawing. And I've seen, I've seen people go through that. Like you've got to monitor what you're doing because if those losses start to add up at some point, you got to say, well, look, I'm just not fucking good at this. Mm-hmm. So I got to stop yeah. like that, that can become because like, you know, betting the mortgage, the quote, betting the mortgage, some people do that. And, mm-hmm. and it becomes, like I said, like we said in the beginning of the show, Vegas doesn't build billion dollar hotels because they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> they're always ahead. That's, yeah. They're always ahead. That's, that's basically what it comes down to. So I want to quick say, thank you. All, all you guys, thank you very much for, for hopping on with me. I had a lot of fun. You guys are, are great and hopefully gave some, some good advice, but, don't take it literally if you listen to it. You know, these these guys are doing it because they're having fun with it. They might win something. They might not win something. But at the end of the day, they're going to have fun with it. And they're going to chat between it and and show you guys that listening. If you, if you want to get into it or you don't want to get into it, I don't really care. I'm not taking any responsibility for your wins and your losses. So <laughs> do it on your own time with your own money. That's a big like a disclaimer. Sensational podcast does not take any responsibility for your gambling losses. So take leave that me shit alone, else. man. DM the club. Yeah, leave me, leave my shit alone. <laughs> and Tess, how how mad at you? How mad at you do you get? Or how mad at me do you get? Like for four years, people think you look like uh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> All right. So at first, it used to be like you know. It used to be one of those things that was just like, oh, fuck Chris, fuck him. You know what I mean? It was, you know, and and honestly, it's kind of funny that 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 we bring it up on the TL because it was a kind of running joke in college when I played ball too. It was like I had the dreads and I used to always wear glasses and shit. And I, fucking, I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, and the people used to say it because I got the big forehead and shit. You know what I mean? I. I ain't got to lie about my shit. You know what I mean? I, I, and I got the the similar, you know, forehead, you know. So when you guys said it, it was already a thing. And it was kind of like bringing back old memories and shit like, ha ha, it's funny shit. But nowadays it's like, I don't think I fucking look like the guy. Anymore, you know what I mean? <laughs> it kind of. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed when you cut your when you cut your hair. I was like, "Son of a bitch, you don't look like Stevie Wonder." Fuck. And I gotta I gotta ask Andrew something too. Andrew, oh, it's a flat. This is, <laughs> this is look. We'll take this as a therapy session. Okay, I want you to to dive into it. Who was the woman with a flat ass that hurt you? That's None. It's all of them. <laughs> you know, I have people ask me, and I tell everybody, all of them. Everyone with one. <laughs> Everyone with one. <laughs> Every single one with one. It's just and not Patrick. Even, not one has ever broke my heart. <laughs> what are what are the odds, Patrick, that you leave this podcast and you're done and you log off, that you go to Krispy Kreme and buy like <laughs> six dozen donuts and just shove them down your face? Like what <laughs> It's actually, it's actually zero because I have a chocolate cake on my go eat. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so what's the what's the premise behind that? Because I, I think it's hilarious that you that like you do that. Like you ate what it was like a 170 chicken nuggets or something like that. I don't know what what is what's behind that. I mean, well, it originally started because my mom, um, I got it from her. Basically, when we were growing up, everybody has like a cabinet. But like we had a cabinet specifically for sweets, 
Everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't able. <laughs> we had a for donuts, honey buns, all sweets. And so that's what she got me into that. And then basically, I guess the combination of that and having to then go into the gym all the time, my appetite is just really crazy. Like I said, I'm, I'm doing a little better. I was post, I was I did keto for like six days. <laughs> for six days you see, did you see i threw the part but then i stopped but yeah but then it was but then it didn't work then it didn't work for me so i quit doing it because it was bullshit <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely it's all definitely off of mom's fault because she I, I can't avoid it at all yeah i, hey, I laugh on a serious note though i've actually reached out to pat and told him he could actually make money doing that shit oh yeah man oh. If oh yeah, if you had a YouTube channel doing, oh that, yeah, for sure. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super washed now, but like three years ago, like when I did that challenge, I should have did a YouTube, but I'm I'm not at that level anymore. I'm not really trying to get back to that level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think health wise or even financially, yeah. that's probably a good yeah. idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll go back to this. I want to thank all three of you for hopping on with me today and talking about this. Uh, and having some fun. I really enjoyed it. And I like all three of you guys, even, you know, off of this, uh, I think you guys are great. Uh, we have a lot of fun on the, on the timeline and chatting, and I appreciate you taking the time out to, to join me on this and talk a little bit about gambling and talk a little bit about some other stuff. So thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and, Let's just make sure that we keep in contact and maybe sometime afterwards, further into, we'll do another show about it uh, when we get into football season or something like that. And we'll, we'll tackle this again. But again, thank you guys all for joining me up. And I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you jumping on. A great time, man. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, this was all dope right, as shit. It was dope all as right, shit. Tess. Thanks, guys. And, uh, and we'll catch you on Twitter. We'll be releasing this podcast um pretty quickly because uh, i want to get in with the tournament going on so thanks again for for hopping on i appreciate it and uh y'all have a good night oh, you too take care guys.